Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Just a massive thank you to whoever you are listening to this. Before we start, just to remind you that we do this podcast two, three times a week. But we don't always know which days it's going to be on, so there's only one way to know, and that is to subscribe and get notifications. Why not drop us a review while you're there? Right, enough about that. Let's talk some rugby. Just before we start today's podcast, we've got some exciting and important news to tell you about our podcast. As of now, our podcasts will be hosted on the Global Player app. Now, don't worry, if you listen to us on other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Acast, that's fine. But we recommend you download the Global Player app to listen to our podcast before it's released on any other player. The Global Player is available to download on iOS and Google stores. I'm Ben James, and it's another very special podcast in this series, uh, My Favourite Game with an ex-player. We've got a very good uh, friend of the podcast, a great guest, James Hook. How are you doing, James? Yeah, I'm all good, Ben. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Just about surviving at the minute. And um, (laughs) uh, yeah, how are you finding lockdown then? Yeah, all right. Not too bad. uh, I suppose... Just for me, just trying to keep the kids entertained and keep them busy, and obviously keep on top of a bit of training and stuff myself. But um, yeah, it's all right. I'm just sort of kind of getting used to it, to be honest. I mean, it's the final seasons in rugby go. This probably wasn't how you saw it panning out, was it? No, no, it's not the one I was uh, I was dreaming of, to be honest. But uh, yeah, there's not a lot I can do about it, is there? But um, yeah, I don't know. I think you just just wait there and. Whether we'll finish the season off or not um, in sort of July, August remains to be seen. But yeah, I don't know, it's not ideal. But you know, like you say, there's not a lot we can do about it. I did see reports yesterday. I didn't really read them that they might move the season to, to to Ireland. I don't know whether you'll have to start looking for a flat in Ireland for the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was all sorts of different uh, reports, isn't it? But um, yeah, I suppose until you you're anything concrete, you sort of just. Uh, don't take them for gospel, really. On to the um, the the subject of the podcast. Then picking five games from your career it must have been a pretty difficult task because you had you had a fair fan, a handful of good ones. Yeah, well, I've also picked the ones that, uh, like you say that sort of I don't know, give me a platform if you like, um, and got got me to to where I am. Um, I th- the, the first one. So I start with the first one. Or? Yeah, crack on. Yeah, so the first one for me is um, <clears throat> Neath Swansea, uh, 2004 5 season. Um, it was a game where uh, it was my first season in Neath. So at the time, you'd, you'd sort of sign, you either signed a full contract for Neath or you, you'd be dewelled. Um, because I was still sort of just turned 18, I was dewelled to British Steel because I played um, a season and a half there. So they were re- officially my. My club, British Steel, but I was signed, you know, dual signed to Neath. Um, so I did a pre-season there with them and sort of just, you know, hoped perhaps to get a couple of games in the season. But I was on the bench for the first game against Swansea. Um, Sean Connor was starting. And at that time as well, you had a lot of the Ospreys playing for for Neath and Swansea. Um, the ones who weren't selected for the Ospreys that weekend. So... Um, yeah, like I say, I was I was selected on the bench, and Sean Connor came off after about um, I think it was, it was really early on, like ten fifteen minutes, and um, just remember coming on, playing playing really well, um, kicked my goals, kicked the drop goal, and we won the game. And um, yeah, just I, I remember as well the, the scrum five cameras were there, 
you know, just for the highlight show. So it was sort of my first time on television, really playing. Um, so I think that really set me up then. And as I say, because Sean Connor went off injured, this, I played uh, pretty much the next um, two seasons, pretty much every game for Nice. Uh, we won two league titles. So that really set me off, um, you know, on the right foot. Didn't you... Um... You, you set records that season, didn't you, in terms of points for Neath? Was it about 467? Um, yeah, it was in the... Was it 2000? Yeah, it was the 2004-05 season. It was um, 466 points in that season. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good season. But to be fair, we had an unbelievable Neath team. Like I say, the, we had some Osprey players coming down, but the, the ones who were there week in, week out were, were incredible as well. And I think Ian Evans was there. Um, Andrew Bishop was there. Um, Richard Johnson, I don't know if you remember him on the wing. Kevin James, uh, Paul James's brother on one wing as well. So we, we had we had a great team. Patrick Organ at nine. So there's some unbelievable players there. Howell Jenkins. Um, I'm probably missing a few out, but yeah, we had a great team and we won the league in 2000, 2004, five and 2005, six. So. We lost. We lost in the cup final one year as well, which was uh, devastating. But yeah, we were pretty successful in this team at that time. That was I seem to remember Nigel was the referee for the cup final, was he not? Or? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Give me a yellow card as well. So, um, but no, that was a, a great cup final. We, we used to have brilliant games against Pontypris. Um, they had some some really good players and. I remember that game in the Millennium Stadium? Um, my first time playing in the Millennium Stadium. Um, like I say, with the team Nice had, you know, we, we probably should have um, should have won that cup final. But Pont de Prix had a really good team as well. Dave Flanagan, had outside half, still uh, still rings with me now. Is his drop goal to win the game for Pont de Prix because I think I scored a, uh, an inception try, which which we thought had won the game with a few minutes to go, and then Pont de Prix got back down our end and uh, Flanagan kicked the drop goal to win it. In fairness, so. Like I say, they had a great Ponty team, Matthew Nettall, Stoddard, you know, boys like that. So, it's, uh, yeah, good days. Really good days. What was it like playing, playing for Neath? Because you, you sort of rise from into Neath and then into professional rugby was sort of so quick and so meteoric, you know. You had your first Wales cap while you were still playing for Neath, but in 2006, didn't you? So, yeah, what, yeah, what was well, it like? Was it, was it ever like, you know, be, being a big fish in a small pond almost? Yeah, it was. Um, what? Well, well, I was playing for for Neath. Well, not not really because I, you know, I was, like I say, I came from the British Steel and um, you know the Division Two, and I, and I played for Neath. Obviously, what didn't expect to get as many games as I did, but you know, I obviously played well, so kept my place in the team. And then I had my first cap after my second season for Neath. Um, so finished the season, won the league with Neath, and then got called onto the summer tour. Uh, with Wales and they like say I never started an Ospreys game um, and yeah Nigel Davis and Gareth Jenkins selected me and yeah I was there and so like, due to my second season and he said signed like a development contract with the Ospreys so you, you pretty, pretty much a professional you know you, you do your weights training with the academy in the day and your skills and things and you'd have the odd training session with the Ospreys but you'd play your club rugby for, for Neath then Um but yeah, that, that summer tour, I didn't, even though I had, I'd had two really good seasons for Nice, you know, I didn't expect to, you know, the, ne- the next progression would have been Ospreys, you know, you'd think. But yeah, I had my first cap, went to Argentina, I won two caps out there. And, <clears throat> but 
you know, moving on to um, should I move on to my next game? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because I, I thought I thought about my my first cap being one of the games, but <clears throat> I still wasn't uh, well in Lynn Jones's eyes. Wasn't you know an established international like 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 I thought before the tour. I needed to establish myself in the Ospreys team, so I was still trying to find my feet there. You know, like I say, don't only just moved from Nice to to the Ospreys, so I was on the bench for the Ospreys versus um, Sale game just before the. 2006 Autumn Internationals and and Sale around this time in the Heineken Cup were, I suppose they were pretty much like like Saracens have been the last couple of years. You know they had ridiculous players. You know Jason Robinson, Charlie Hodgson, Sebastian Chabal, Dwayne Peel. You know they had they had rock stars all over their team. They so were they, they were defending the team. champions from the English Premiership that year. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. It's so like I say, it was, you know the equivalent of like the Saracens of the last few years, and um, they came down to the Liberty Stadium and. I actually wasn't due to be involved that game. Henson was supposed to be playing. I think he pulled his hamstring, I think, the week before against Glasgow. Um, so, strong corner was starting. Um, I was on the bench. And, yeah, even, even though I'd, I'd played for Wales, I'd had my first cap, you know, I'm very inexperienced at a regional level and still trying to find my feet. Uh, and then I came on after 20, uh, sorry, with 20 minutes to go. Um, and I don't know if you remember the the try the chain scored it went I think it went like 30 odd phases if I, if I remember correctly um, we went all the way down you know, we were losing by I think 6 points we went 30 odd phases from from like 40 metres out to our own line Lee Byrne made a little break gave it a chain he scored and I had a conversion to uh, to win the game so that was you know my first real pressure kick in a pressure environment you know against a a really top team and I, I nailed the kick so that was a, a match which you know sort of put me out there even more if you like So I was going to ask you well, considering you won a Wales cap before you'd even played for the Ospreys then turning up to pre-season for the Ospreys after that what's what's that like when you know you, you, you're a new face and you haven't played for them and yet you, you've also you've already got a Wales cap Yeah yeah I know it's, it's crazy because it's you know speaking of to someone um, who's on another podcast uh, last week about about my first cap and you know I went on that Wales tour not not like you know even though I was from the Ospreys region I was an Ospreys um, academy had an academy contract I didn't know a lot of the Osprey boys on that tour let alone the Welsh boys so you know it was, it was a strange situation albeit you know an amazing uh, situation to be in but uh, yeah I came back in pre-season and I think you know, a lot of people would have thought, well, right, he'd be straight into the Ospreys team now. But, you know, Lynn, you know, sort of kept my feet on the ground. And I was up against Sean Connor. Matthew Jones was there at the time as well. Gavin Henson. So, you know, I was competing against, you know, real class players. So, you know, I had to had to work hard to get into that team. And I think, you know, it's just, a lot of luck comes comes with sport. And um, you've got to take opportunities when when they come. And like, like I mentioned, the first game, Nathan Swansea and Sean Connor went off. I, I grabbed that opportunity. And, and that was another one. Just looking through the, the, the Ospreys team from back then, I mean, you know, you mentioned that the Sale team was full of talent like Jason Robinson and Cueto, Hodgson. That yeah. that Ospreys team, I mean, I, I, I'm not oh, sure you'll ever yeah. see a, a region so stacked with talent again. Oh, unreal. No, you, I, yeah, I'd be very surprised if you see a, a Welsh regional team uh, with that that much talent and in the in the near future, you know, it was just ridiculous, ridiculous, and you know, it always 
comes back to you know the the question of you know should we have won more in Europe? You know we won league titles and EDF, but you know probably should have. We we were we were an international team playing regional rugby, didn't we? I mean, for a fly half, it wasn't too bad in terms of your your scrum half partners. Like I think that game, you'd have had Justin Marshall starting, yeah. and then Jason Spice off the bench, and Mike Phillips joined later. Yeah, it's not bad service, is it? Oh yeah, brilliant. And like you, you had people like um, Jamie Nutbrown. I don't know if you remember him. Oh, God, he yeah. was there for a bit, and and he he was he was brilliant as well. And oh, she was just stacked with with talent all over the all over the place, and. Like you say, every every single position adds strength and depth, which which you need to win big trophies. And yeah, still, um, they, they showed the Beerits quarter final. I think it was on it was on like Facebook feed or something. So I saw some photos and little clips of that game, and still uh, still kills me watching watching that game because we we should have won that game. And if we'd have won, we'd have had a home semi final. So yeah, what could have been? Have you ever watched it back in full? That game. Mm. Uh, not full, no, not full. But uh, yeah, I've seen the highlights. We scored some brilliant tries that day. We scored some great team tries. Um, I saw, as did I saw, yeah, as well, yeah. I saw Lee was uh, praising the uh, the rest of the back line for putting him in the other day on Twitter. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Bernie's try was uh, was a great try, and you know, if you watch our try back, that's, that's probably one of my favourite team tries to watch for the Ospreys. Just because the the way it went through through the hands of the back line, the straightening, you know, it, it, it was basics done really really well, and uh, yeah, it's just a shame we couldn't win it. Indeed. Um, what's what's the third match then? I, I got a inkling I might know what it's going to be if it. Yeah, go on, have a guess. If we if we talk, is it going to be two thousand six or international? Yes. Australia. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, is uh, yeah the Wales Australia two thousand six. Um, 29 all draw. Well, I, I suppose quite similar, really, to the to the sale game. Um, in terms of, you know, I'd, I'd been on the summer tour with Wales, <clears throat> so even though I'd been on the tour to Argentina, you were, you were, they were missing some big players like like Stephen Jones, Henson, Gareth Thomas, Martin Williams. These boys were missing from the summer tour because they were rested, as as you know, international teams do now and again. Uh, so I knew those boys would be coming back in and. Even though I'd had my first cap in the summer, I was left there thinking, right, you know, you you want more, you want to, you want more caps, and you want to play in the Millennium Stadium in front of a full house. So, you know, that's why I wanted to try and cement myself in the Ospreys team and get the opportunity to get selected in the squad. So, you know, first of all, once I was selected in the autumn squad, I was like, you know, great. Now I just want to just play in that stadium, and I, I, I expected to be to you know to be on the bench because because Stephen Jones was there. You know, I think. Um, I think he was Welsh captain at the time as well. So yeah, he was, was yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. So he's obviously going to start. So just to be on the bench and be involved, uh, I was I was over the moon. And again, you know, didn't didn't expect to get on. And if I did, I was you know maybe last five ten minutes. But similar situation to Sean Connor in my first game I chose. Um, Steve got injured after I think that was about twenty minutes, really early on. Um, we, were, we were losing 17-6 and Australia were packed with, with great players Matt Gitto Matt Rogers Chris Latham you know a lot, lot of talent um, and yeah just just came on and just, just one of those games really <clears throat> that everything I did just, just went went right for whatever reason you know I came on at 10 obviously and my line kicking was, was good kicked all my kicks at goal 
Uh, I remember one time Lottie Dakiri came down my channel and back then as well, I was about, you know, about five stone soaking wet. So, you know, it wasn't much of me and Lottie Dakiri was obviously this big, massive winger who was coming straight at me. And I just remember just putting my head down, sort of almost closing my eyes and just grabbing one of his legs. And he just went, uh, he almost went upside down, which uh, was a big cheer from all the fans. So that settled me in a little bit. I was going to mention that because I seem to remember a, a big hit on Lottie Dakiri. <laughs> What's that? I was going to mention that because I, 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 from my memories of the game, I seem to remember there was a big hit on Lottie Dakiri. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was a, a massive hit. When I look back, he just sort of he lifted off the ground a little bit, and uh, you know, I've seen a lot bigger hits put it that way. But uh, at the time, I thought, you know, I think the crowd were a bit, <laughs> were a bit sort of uh, they cheered, but I think they were a bit shocked at the same time because they probably thought Lottie Dakiri coming straight to me is only one winner and. You know, I stopped stopped him in his tracks. We'll we'll say that, is it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One of one of the other abiding memories for some reason of that game for me is is Matt Gitto was playing nine that day. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was, and he's, well, he's another player. You know, he could he could do it all. He could, and um, I think he played played nine for a couple of years early on, didn't he? And then then yeah. obviously he moved to ten and twelve, but. He he played really well that day as well. I think he was kicking kicking for goal that day. Um, Chris Latham was another guy who scored a great try that day as well. Um, but no, it was a great great occasion. And uh, remember coming coming off the pitch, just thinking, you know, what's just happened, really? You know, I could just turned up open to get a couple of minutes and win win my first cap. And you know, we ended up drawing the game twenty nine all, and you know, could have, could have quite easily won the game. What what was the the sort of reaction after that because you know you, you were Wales's hero that day um, it's a bit of a whirlwind really it was um, I remember going back to the hotel um, and we used to you know go back to the hotel stay stay Saturday night in the hotel and then then we go back home on Sunday with our families and um, to be honest I don't remember too much about going back to the hotel but I remember it was, it was around bonfire night so we had a a big family bonfire in my uh, parents' house in in Baglan and Patalbert, and um, just yeah, just I don't know, just sort of reflected on a, a crazy weekend. Yeah, I, that, was, I mean, that was obviously that was obviously the first game of the autumn as well. So exactly, yeah. We had another three games, I think, against Canada, Pacific Islands, and, and the All Blacks. So that was it. Yeah, um, I was just right, you know. Again, you know, you had a, had a good game, but you know, you wanted to get involved, so I ended up. Starting, I started at ten against Canada. Started at twelve against the Pacific Islands, and then Steve Steve was fit then for the for the All Blacks test. <clears throat> so I was, I was back on the bench then for that game. Um, but I, I remember what I remember about that game. This is not one of my games, but it was it was when the All Blacks did the hacker in the changing room. That was it, yeah. And I was I was devastated because I'd grown up watching the hacker in my grandparents' house every time New Zealand played. And I'd, I'd always watch it and put the tapes back. <laughs> and uh, just thinking, right, you know, going to have a chance to watch the hack for the first time live, you know. And then uh, <laughs> they ended up doing it in the changing room because there's an argument with the union or something about Wales wanting to do the anthem after the hacker, which just uh, is never done, really, is it? No, no. Um, funny enough, I was watching that game against the Pacific Islands back recently because the whole thing's on YouTube. So. For some reason, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd watch the whole thing back. It's just—it's a game that I, I, I just remember from my childhood. I don't know why. It's just not 
you know, it wasn't a, a classic by any means. But yeah, it was Gary yeah. Sweeney that the ten that day, wasn't it? And you as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because because yeah, Stephen was still in jail. I was twelve. Yeah, I can't remember. But for the Pacific Island game, they made made quite a few changes. But yeah, we, we won that game. Won against Canada, and then yeah, lost against New Zealand. Then. Okay, so that's that's your that's your third game in the books. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, what's fourth? Number four then is is actually Wales England two thousand and seven. So the following yeah. Six Nations. Um, so yeah, I, like I say, enjoyed enjoyed a great autumn in two thousand and six, and went on then to <clears throat> pretty much you know cement myself in in the Osprey starting lineup, whether it was a ten or twelve, and you know, they kept moving. It's pretty much me, Henson, and Sean Connor around between sort of ten and twelve between the three of us. Um, so yeah, I was starting regular, so I was looking forward to the Six Nations, um, and I played played twelve in every single game before the last game against England. Um, and it was the year, you know, we we lost to Italy. Remember with the with the clock when yeah. the ref said we we got time to kick the touch and and all that, and so we end up losing to Italy just before the England game. <clears throat> so we needed to beat England at home uh, to avoid the wooden spoon. And Steve, uh, he got he got injured in the Italy game, so it meant that I moved from from twelve to ten, and uh, that was you know my first sort of proper start in a big game for Wales. Because um, like I say, in the Australia game in the autumn, I came on. Um, and all the other games I'd played the 10 I'd come off the bench so you know there was people sort of crying for me to have a, have a run at 10 so it was just a great moment for me to play against England at 10 in the Millennium Stadium and you know just and it just similar to the Australia game really it was just one of those games just went really well for me um, scored within about uh, three or four minutes and Toby Flood I charged his kick down and, and scored so got me off on the, on the right foot there and Kicked, um, kicked my goals again, and um, kicked the drop goal as well, which uh, gave me a like a full house in the game. So I was, yeah, it was a good, it was a good, good day, and obviously we avoided the wooden spoon. So it was nice, you know, took the man of the match away and uh, finished off the Six Nations uh, a bit better than we started. I was going to say, what what was it like in camp during the Six Nations? Because the start of the Six, I mean, lost to Ireland at home, didn't we? Um, I think was that that was like the first game in probably a few years where Wales hadn't scored a try. Yeah. Then went up to Murrayfield. Yeah. Didn't score a try again. So like. No. I mean, the Wolves must have been at the door during that Six Nations campaign, especially then when yeah, you, you get yeah. the Italy result. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like we we like we had the opportunity to get a draw against Italy, but you know we we wanted to win the game. And like you say, the pressure was mounting throughout that Six Nations, and we didn't lose. You know. Uh, a lot of the games by by much, you know. Out in out in Paris, we we went really well. We scored some nice tries out there, but oh, yeah, yeah, course, we, yeah. we weren't we weren't getting the results. And um, yeah, I think against England, everyone just, want, just wanted to win. They didn't care how it came, and you know. But if you you know look back at the game, the whole team performance was uh, was magnificent. And again, England had some some real quality in the team that day as well. Yeah, indeed they did. Um... And that would have been your first game against England, of course, wouldn't it? So, what what was that like, playing England for the first time in a Welsh jersey? Ah, uh, yeah, it was, it's surreal, really. I think um, everyone knows you probably the same. You know, growing up watching Wales England is it's the one game you just you just don't miss. And 
you know, was lucky enough to go and watch a few Wales England games growing up, and you know, that's that's as close as I probably thought I would get, and, and until you actually do run out and, and play in, in a big game like that, and it's, it's hard to explain. I think you know, during the week building up, you you know, it's a Wales England game, you know, what it means to people, but ultimately you've got a job to do, so you, you can't get too caught up in it, and. Um, I suppose only when you talk and podcast and you know reflect on things like this that you realise you know it's just a special uh, special occasion and particularly when you win it's even better. In England, they were they were going for the championship. I mean, it was slim. I think they had to win by fifty seven points, but they still had a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they did, and uh, we we knew that. Um, but you know, we, we were just focusing on we we needed a win, like you say. The pressure was on us and. You know, if we'd have had a wooden spoon, I can't. I can't remember the last. Have Wales ever had the wooden spoon? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we, we didn't want to be in one of those teams anyway. No. What was it like under Gareth Jenkins? Because I guess you know that, that was what one of six victories in his in his sort of uh, reign. You know, was it six out of twenty that he had? What, what was yeah, it like to play under him? I, I personally, I, I loved it, and I know the results didn't go away, and you know, ultimately, he obviously lost his job after the World Cup. But again, I spoke about it before how much confidence Gareth and Nigel gave me. You know, obviously they they wanted me in their in their team. You know, hence the reason why they picked me when I was still playing for Neath. And you know, I always go back to the story of Nigel Davis saying when I first. Uh, when on tour to Argentina, he pulled me aside and said, "You know, we're coming on this tour to play. You know, you're not just holding the pads. <clears throat> Don't just think cause you've been playing for Nice. I haven't started for for the Ospreys. You're not going to play." And true to his word, you know, he, he also gave me uh, my caps out there in the summer tour and just gave me that confidence. And you know, I think that, that's that's also important. And you know, when I did things wrong and, and things like that, they they told me and and helped me out. And you could just see they they were investing time in me and. Um, you know, I, I was obviously sad to see to see them go, but I suppose that's that's sports too sometimes. But yeah, they were great guys, great rugby men, and um, yeah, it was it, it wasn't great to see them go, but I loved you know, the short time they were in charge for Wales. Okay, uh, let's let's move on to the um, is it what's it fifth is it the fifth game now? It's the final game, is it? Am I? I'm losing count. Uh, yeah, the, the fifth one. That was it. There we yeah. go. Fifth and final game. <clears throat> yeah. So. This is uh, again another Wales England game. So it's uh, like I say, we just we just spoke about obviously Gareth Jenkins and um, Nigel Davis and the management team going after the World Cup. So then obviously Gatland came came in in 2008, uh, his first campaign, and it was almost like you know you you had to prove yourself again. Then you know even though he, you know he, he would know you know certain players and you know what they've what they've done for Wales over the years before he arrived but you know it's like a, like a new, new school teacher you know you have to sort of start all over again and try to impress them and um, I just remember thinking you know I, I obviously need to try and start a game under him and he picked me for his first game uh, he picked 13 Ospreys for that game against England and uh, well everyone else knows you know how, how the game went but yeah it's just the way the way the game went I think because we were getting stuffed at half time uh, every thought, you know, here we go again, and um, yeah, we just turned around second half, and <clears throat> again, you know, I played played well and received man of the match, which uh, you know got me off on the on the right foot with Gatlin in charge. 
when he when he named the team in earlier in the week to the squad, what what was the reaction like in the squad, especially amongst the Ospreys boys, that there were so many of you in the starting <laughs> fifteen? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I I don't think we were as surprised as probably people would think because if you look at the every one of those thirteen players who were selected, you know they they deserve their place in the team. I think you know it wasn't like you know he's picked these players just because you know you may think that combination works better just because they play for the same club. They they were there on merit. They deserved the place in our Welsh team, and you know they just happened to be with the Ospreys region. And I think you know that was the one good thing about that game is you know they they proved the selection right then. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like moving moving forward, I don't think many lost. Did many lose? I mean, Sonny Parker lost his place to Tom Shanklin, didn't he? But other than that, yeah. Did get did yeah, Gethin, exactly. Gethin might have come back in for for Duncan towards um, the end? I can't remember if he did or not. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he may have. Yeah, I'm not sure. If, yeah, beyond uh, that, it pretty much stayed stayed the same, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. And, you know, goes to you know, back up my point really. How, how good the players were were picked, and yeah, I just uh, yeah, crazy game, and uh, just because just because of the way the first half went, and you know the, the turnaround in the second half, and. Uh, to get that win and obviously that set us up then for, for the Grand Slam I was going to say all, all the noise before the match and, and, and in that first half was about Leslie Vinicola <laughs> coming across yeah. from league and um, yeah I guess when he when he sort of went above Mark Jones in the first half to pick that ball out of the air and I think that set up Toby Flood's try if I remember rightly that's right yeah he called in and sent uh, Toby Flood in yeah yeah what, what, what was the, what was the sort of message uh, amongst the team when, when that was happening I don't know it was, we just needed to stay in the game first half I think uh, that was, we didn't we didn't want to let the game get too far away from us and um, we, we held I think it was Saki I think it might have been was it Paul Saki yeah, we Paul held Saki, him up yeah. just before half time which I think I think even now if he had scored that you know the floodgates would have opened and there wouldn't have been, you know, any any way back really. But just that little glimmer of hope going into half time, knowing we'd we'd stop them scoring, and you know we had a talking to half time from from Gatlin and Sean Edwards, um, tightened a few things up, and like we were a completely different team second half. England were a completely different team second half for the wrong reasons on their behalf, and yeah, just turned round. And if it was ever a game or two halves, that, that was it. What's it? What's it like when a when a team is imploding when you're facing a team? Because I remember there was um, there's that clip that gets shared around every now and then. It's um, I think it's you know Ian Bolshaw ships on a bad pass and then I think Matt Stevens yeah. throws it on, and they end up going about thirty meters back from a ruck. What what's it like yeah, playing right. playing against a team like that when they're imploding? Because you see in some sort of like other sports, like in say in tennis, when when the opposition player is injured, it actually sometimes can affect the way you approach things mentally. Yeah. So what's it what's it like when a team is doing that? Oh, you could see that with England. You could, even though we did play well second half, they they would have been you know shooting themselves when when they come off the pitch because, like you say, yeah, I think it was Wilkinson like was was throwing uh, passes, you know, ten meters behind people and just things you would never. Associate with players like him, and um, yeah, I think it was when uh, Lee Burns scored the try, they kicked off. Um, and I think we kicked it long, and then that was when Bolshaw got charged down. You know, we waited for a reaction from England, and you know, it sort of gifted us a try, really. Obviously, you know, Mike did well to charge it down and score, but 
it was obviously down to England's errors as well. And uh, yeah, they, they played into our hands. And then I guess, you know, that was Wales's first victory at Twickenham for, what was it, 20, 20 30 years? 20 years? Yeah, was it 20, 88? 20. 20, like, 20 something years might have been might have been twenty exactly, you know, sure. But um yeah, we hadn't won there and like you know, like you say, because no nobody really gave us a hope beforehand, you know, and uh, to get get a victory really you know, that conference it's the same for most Six Nations campaigns, you know, that that conference you get from winning the first game in the Six Nations, particularly away from home, you know, the momentum's with you then. And it certainly helped us anyway. And I guess the celebrations after winning the first game at Twickenham in a long time would have been pretty wild. <laughs> and they weren't as wild as uh, as you'd think, really. You know, we, we came straight back, so we didn't stay in London, which, you know, sometimes uh, they do stay in London after games, but came straight back in the bus because obviously we were playing Scotland the following week and, you know, we wanted to get back and, and recovered, you know, in our training base. So we did have a few drinks in the hotel that night and, uh, uh, yeah, we had a recovery session in the morning, but... Uh, yeah, it wasn't as wild as you you would have thought, but yeah, later on in the, in the campaign, you know, we did did make up for it. I seem to remember didn't, didn't Shane Williams tell a story that um, Warren Gatland called the halt to the drinks on a Saturday night, and um, he didn't take too kindly to it, and he uh, offered him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He offered him outside, and then uh, Shane had to apologise to the squad the, the, the next morning. So yeah, Shane, Shane didn't get off on the right foot with him, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Shane made up for that. Do anyway? I was going to say, it didn't, here, so. didn't, didn't take long to turn him <laughs> round, did it? No, I didn't. No. Uh, I suppose, yeah, that. that um, I mean, that that 2008 Grand Slam was your your first piece of silverware, international level. Just, just what did it? What did it mean? You know, you were still, well, relatively um, new to Test rugby. You'd only been there two years, and yet you'd had. Massive lows yeah. of the World Cup and then massive highs. Yeah, it's, um, I think particularly my early part of my career, it was success. Just sort of was with you know the the, the three teams I mentioned with with Neath. You know, I was trained on Neath team. We won two league titles. <coughs> the Ospreys then um, that two thousand six seven year we won the the Magnus League as it was called then. And then with Wales, we, you know, and I know we got knocked out of the World Cup, which which was uh, probably the, the low point of that part of my career. Um, we ended up winning the Grand Slam. So, you know, in the first sort of two or three years of my professional career, you know, we'd won a lot of trophies. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was a great sort of start to my career. And that, that's why these <clears throat> these games I've selected are at the sort of start of my career, because they did make a big difference. And going back to what I said at the start, you know, you need a little, little bit of luck to get that opportunity but you know when you get it is uh, you've got to take it because you know if I didn't take some of those opportunities perhaps I wouldn't have had the career that I have I don't think anyone can argue with the fact that you definitely took your opportunity uh, James <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast uh, taking a trip down memory lane and um, I'll probably end up digging out a few of those games now on YouTube uh, to have, a, <laughs> have, have another look over uh, uh, cheers mate yeah I've enjoyed it it's good